busiest news week ever. Let's talk about all of it. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I'll tell you, normally I take the most important story of the week and I really dig into it. I give you my libertarian perspective and we're off to the races. But this week, it seemed like every single day, something trumps what happened the day before. And there were just too many stories to drill down on just one. So I'm going to take off all the biggest headlines of the week. And I'm open to discussing any of it and all of it. So give me a call on any of the topics of the week. 404 750 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. But first, I want to sincerely, genuinely thank all of you who donated to the Carathon, WSB's Carathon for the Aflac Cancer Center at Children's Hospital of Atlanta. I, with Dave Baker and Krista DiBiaz, did the all-night shift Monday night from, um, we were on from like 1 to 4.30, I think. The Carathon was two days, Monday and Tuesday, and we did the overnight shift. And I I am confident, or it sure looked like to me, that we broke records with the thousands, tens of thousands of dollars that we raised on that overnight shift. And I honestly think that maybe every single person who listened contributed to it. And I had put out a call for libertarians to demonstrate that we really mean it we believe in a voluntary society we believe in charity we put our money where our mouths are and boy did you guys come through and i want to thank you very very much sincerely and what wsb does that every year takes two days off of the news and uh, which is kind of nice actually i think but they selflessly dedicate that to the uh, aflac cancer center but the news cycle has heated up like crazy and it's going to continue to heat up next week is the Republican National Convention. And I'll tell you, I normally would avoid something like that, like the plague. I just I hate crowds and I don't know. It just seems ugh, I just would never want that. But I actually tried to get tickets to that this year. Because I just think it's going to be interesting. I don't care what happens. I just think it's going to be interesting. And uh, I could not get tickets. But Jamie Dupree, Herman Cain, and Sean Hannity are all going to be there on the ground in Cleveland at the Quicken's Loan Arena. They're going to be there all week covering the Republican National Convention. Of course, Jamie Dupree will give us 24-7 on WSBRadio.com and Facebook coverage of the convention. And we're going to have recaps and analysis every morning on Atlanta's Morning News, which starts at a heroic 4.30 a.m. It goes from 4.30 to 9. So I think that I'm going to be glued to the radio next week for the Republican National Convention. And I guess we know what we'll be talking about next Saturday. But this Saturday is uh, this today. I have, I want to go through the whole gamut of intense stories day after day that happened i when i woke up this morning or woke up at the beginning of the week it really looked like the thing to talk about was going to be i wanted to talk about the what i think the police state coming down 
because we were still reeling from the events in Dallas, the officers shot, Black Lives Matter protests continuing. And for me, I'm always down the rabbit hole. I don't think you're getting that kind of coverage for a grassroots movement or a a kind of popular protest if it's actually a threat to the powers that be. I don't I don't care who's at the top. They're the media, the government, they don't give that kind of press to something that's a real threat. And I feel like this civil unrest has been is is being exploited to bring in a police state, a a more uh, federalized, nationalized you get once you get cop cameras on all the cops, they can just look at people who are protesting. And uh, if facial recognition is involved, they can they can. It's basically a registry of people who protest. So I think that thing is fraught with danger. But and I wanted to talk about it at length. But then really, it all got bumped. I, the first thing that happened this week, which should have been huge news. I think it was not even on my radar was that Bernie endorsed Hillary. I mean, it was on the radar, but uh, well, something that was really funny, somebody posted on my Facebook page a meme, like a graphic, a picture, and it's, and it's a big picture of Ron Paul, and it says, remember when I compromised my principles and sold out to McCain and Romney? And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, you know, I actually don't remember that. And then if you look down at the bottom, it says, me neither, feel the burn, and it's obviously a message to Bernie supporters that they got burned. They got burned by Hillary and uh, or by Bernie supporting Hillary. And I, I saw uh, a tweet from Scott Horton that said, reminder, Sanders was never running for president. He's running to keep more lefties in the Democrat Party until endorse Hillary Day. And that is exactly what happened earlier uh, in the week. So, but that was just the Monday and Tuesday events. Wednesday would have been, this thing would have been huge news, but it got drowned out by later events. The UK got a new prime minister, a woman, Theresa May. Uh, That means David Cameron said he was going to resign. He did resign. And uh, this was, she's the first woman since Margaret Thatcher and the second woman ever to have that role, if I recall correctly. And I've also noticed that there's parallels in what I what, what is called the Anglophone world, the English-speaking world. I, I noticed many, many parallels when I've traveled to Australia, traveled to England. I've seen that in the news, often the same stories are on the headlines, but in the context of the other country. So I can't help but think there's going to be some parallelism here with a woman at the head of the UK government and uh, what I think is inevitable, uh, Hillary is the head of this one. Then, though, that didn't even really uh, take hold in the news because on Thursday there was another terrorist attack, this time in France. Uh, there have been numerous ones in France. This was in Nice on Bastille Day. I don't know if you followed the story. It would, I'm sure you've heard it 24-7, but the details was a uh, Islamic guy in a in a basically little smaller version of a tractor trailer, what they have over there. He got onto a promenade with this truck. Uh, he ran people over. He shot people. Supposedly there were grenades in the truck. They eventually shot him dead. Eighty people were killed. Hundreds wounded. And this is the story that I read on FoxNews.com of how this guy 
got on the promenade. They said that the cops, it was closed to vehicles already. So there, there was not supposed to be any access to this pedestrian area. But apparently the guy told the cops that he had free ice cream and they let him in. That's the official story, honestly, that I got off foxnews.com. So I don't believe that story. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I don't know what really happened, but that story I just defies belief. My 10-year-old would not fall for that story. So I don't know, but I do know that President Hollande of France extended the emergency, uh, state of emergency period which, of course, has is a, basically a suspension of rights, that kind of thing. So he is using that, that crisis well. Uh, but at that same time, which also got kind of pushed out of the news, was the 28 pages from the 9-11 report that had been uh, withheld was released. Supposedly, some I actually was so busy this week, I didn't get a chance to read them. But I read several articles, headlines. Some people say there's a smoking gun. Some people say it's a nothing burger. I personally do not think it's huge news that Saudis were involved in 9-11, considering the official narrative is that 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi and the mastermind and funder, was Osama bin Laden, was Saudi and his family is still prominent and wealthy in Saudi Arabia. So for me, I think the question is, why are we still friends with them rather than what was in those 28 pages? But in any case, it wasn't discussed because there was too much else in the news. Finally, or not quite finally, but yesterday, a coup in Turkey that apparently uh, has failed. Erdogan, who is the democratically elected head of a NATO country, was uh, ousted or the attempt he was not ousted there was an attempt to oust him by a faction of his military strangely muted reaction from u.s leaders from obama and Kerry until after it was pretty clear this thing was going to fail and then they're like oh yeah of course we want to protect the democratically elected guy i don't know i mean i think that the rabbit hole is deep on that one but of course i think it'll make this guy get stronger because now all the people who were against him have added themselves they get arrested they get killed Whatever, this guy will definitely get stronger. So uh, then I've got the big one. Trump announces Pence as his running mate. I'm going to get to your calls and tweets after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 85 degrees outside the studio, a five on the Mellish meter. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we have had such a crazy busy news week that I've decided to open up the lines to any any of the topics that dominated the news any day this week. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. And I'm going to take your, uh, read some tweets at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to go to Brooks in Lawrenceville. Hi, Brooks. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. This is kind of a two-parter. One, I'm thinking that Hillary will not win the election without Black Lives Matters. Two, the easy way to get them to fizzle out is to have them supported by Second Amenders. If they had Second Amenders down the street protecting them instead of trying to quiet them because it is their right to protest, that's their whole movement would fizzle up. Their donors would stop donating because the press wouldn't be the press they wanted. 
I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that the I personally feel like any any grassroots movement that's really going to be a threat, and I, and I'm I, the grassroots movements are almost always hijacked or tempted to be hijacked or funded in part by people who want to use them to their purposes. So I'm not saying it's all that, but there are plenty of real people out there. And I think that they're they're not going to get the kind of attention that these protests have been getting if they weren't going to to serve the purpose. If they're in the same camera scene, the camera scenes are going to stop. Their attention would just kind of go away. Because uh, that's that's what you you're right. It's it is something that would draw attention, and it would just it is not what the media wants to focus on. It just goes away. Or the the things that they pick and choose to promote. If they had, uh, first of all, I think that they're really trying to take what the police state is an increasing problem. Militarization of the police. There were all these kind of things last week that, oh, leaders are asking Obama to stop withholding military equipment from police forces, surplus military equipment, because there had there was emerging a backlash against uh, the police state, the increasing militarization of the police. So all of a sudden, uh, it become they they focus only on racially divisive examples of it. Whereas if they didn't do it that way, we would really have a united front against a growing government problem. So that's the kind of thing that I think is is how they hijack these these things for. And then you're going to end up with a stronger police force than even we have now. Not just police force, but like a federal national uh, controlled police. Yeah, but I think it's once we get people out there and say you know what, the police are stressed. I mean, it's just like what happened at the National Guard, the recruiting stations, after what happened at the recruiting station. Armed people got out there. They protected the soldiers that couldn't protect themselves. They weren't allowed I don't to know. Weapons. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not, if you're asking for a call to arms, I don't think that's a good idea. Not, actually, I don't even, I think the citizens, armed citizens, actually, I've read this, have a low rate of accidents and uh, recklessness. There is, there's a, a website called The Truth About Guns, and they have, like, stupid gun, over, gun owner of the week or whatever. There are plenty of examples of that, but the problem is that it creates opportunities for uh, the authorities to, to get themselves into trouble you know it heightens the tension and then it just makes it worse i mean that's my opinion i i am all for unmitigated second amendment rights but i don't think this is the time for call to arms but i've got lots of calls coming on all the topics of the week 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk this is monica perez and now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am opening up the lines today to talk about any of the news of the week. There was just so much going on. I have a couple of tweets here. Uh, the thing that uh, topped the week off at the end was Trump introducing his partner in the campaign, as he called him, Mike Pence, Indiana governor. And uh, they released a controversial logo, weird logo. But I got a couple of tweets, one from Tim saying, I think Pence is a brilliant pick. 
good for establishment types, tolerable to moderate Democrats, movement conservatives, tectonic shift. Then, in complete opposition, Lee says, picking milk toast as your second guarantees that the ego won't be outshone. It works for Obama, too. So we could talk about that or any of the events of the week. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. But I want to tell you about a couple of events that are coming up. I am going to, um, by coincidence, in the same week, a week... uh, so it's a week and a half from now. I'm going to be if you uh, if you're a Tea Partier or identify closer to Tea Party than Libertarian, you might want to see me on Tuesday, July 26th at seven o'clock at Praise the Lord Barbecue in Buford. You can check out my website MonicaPereshow.com for the details on that. If you self-identify as a Libertarian, you might want to join me at the. Uh, Reinauguration of Liberty on the Rocks in Atlanta. It's at the Harp Irish Pub in Roswell on Thursday, July 28th at 6.30 p.m. So I'm going to be there in person in those two super mellow atmospheres, no charge to get in. You might want to bring money to for food and drinks. But just I just want to be able to talk to people face-to-face. So that's basically what those are all about. Check it out on my website. And also... I on uh, so this next week is the Republican National Convention, which is going to have wall to wall coverage on WSB. I'm going to talk about it next Saturday. The next week is going to be the DNC, the Democrat National Convention. We'll talk about that. So, uh, but I'm going to want to break after that. So I'm going to do an Ask the Libertarian show on August 6th. But I want it to be all social media, email stuff like that. Please. Tweet at Monica Perez Show your Ask the Libertarian questions or post it on Facebook or you can email it through my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. So Ask the Libertarian on August 6th and I have a couple of events, not this week, but next week. And uh, But right now, I want to talk about the events of this week that just passed, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Mike and Conyers. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. As we are all distracted by the hideous things that have taken place this week, and we're frantically figuring out what we're going to do to identify the terrorists who are here and prevent these things from happening, no one seems to be cognizant of the fact or mentioning the fact that our commander-in-chief has a back door open letting hundreds of terrorists into our country every month. And I, I need to know why the Senate, the House... The military, given that we're supposedly at war with ISIS, and the populace are not raising unmitigated uh, uh, <laughs> shouts to the claim to insist this door be shut. Well, I have a question uh, for you, Mike. I have yes, a question sir. for you. Yes, Do you think that if we uh, stopped, I mean, I think the first question to ask is why do we continue to destabilize secular rulers in these countries what do you think that uh, do you think that we should continue to press these military actions in places like syria and what's certainly going to spread to libya no no, but this problem has gotten to be a little more immediate than that solution is i think that we yeah i mean we can look back and blame ourselves and take a long term it's not looking back it's looking forward because hillary i I think that Ash Carter and Obama are, and John Kerry, whatever, are teeing up Syria, Libya, and Iraq for massive military action under Hillary, that this is a forward-looking problem. And I think I, I'll, I'll respond to your uh, thing about the refugees. As a libertarian, 
Mm-hmm. I firmly disagree with, uh, I uh, oppose invading other countries, disrespecting the sovereignty of others. I do not want military intervention in that kind of way. If you are in a genuine situation where people are attacking you for no reason, like you can't just stop doing stuff and have them stop attacking you. If that is not possible, then a libertarian solution is defensive. You want defense. The first thing I would do is restore absolute private property rights so that you could defend your own property any way you want. Even if you want to profile people on your own property or you and your friends get together and start a private school, you want to profile. I don't care if you do that. That's the first thing you should do is have private property rights. If you are, uh, if you have to address it at the national level, yes, I say you, you, uh, it as a defensive response to aggression yes you keep people out who are a genuine threat but i say it is absolutely critical to identify that our actions make this problem worse and people don't uh, aren't focused on that i agree with what you're saying but if we keep this door open and thousands upon thousands come in you'll never be able to put enough ammo in your home to defend yourself from the people. I'll tell who you why they're them. not doing it. They're not they the the they're bringing them in in order to destabilize us so we can get calls to this is what the ultimate goal here is more world government, a more controlled society. And the one thing that stands between those guys and that is the bill of rights. So if they can get people on the right to support uh, things that do not that violate the Bill of Rights, increased surveillance, violating the Fourth Amendment, lack of due process, violating the Fifth Amendment, thought police violating the First Amendment. This, I think, they want us to. They want to bring in dangerous characters so that we feel like we have to give up our our rights. So that's why they're not addressing. I think you. I think you're exactly right. But I guess my question is, is why aren't we raising cane with Congress and the House? And again, if we're going to consider this also a military situation and Obama being commander-in-chief, and I'm ignorant on these things, I admit it, but it seems like even the military needs to say, okay, we're letting the enemy in intentionally. And as an immediate uh, partial solution, yes, we need to implement these other worldwide solutions that you were talking about, too. I I think we get ourselves involved in in mining other people's business that we don't need to, but simultaneously we need to put up, we need to shut the the door until we, as uh, someone else said, figure it out. I'd like to see us do that. Yeah, I think, I think another first, I think that, thank you, Mike, for the call. I think a uh, more sinister reading of what's happening is in order. I think that we can go a little further down the rabbit hole and see that even domestically, so many, if not, there's a famous um, video of Judge Napolitano and his show on Fox News. And there's an article in the New York Times from a couple of years ago where they lay out that almost all of these terrorists in this country have been radicalized in sting operations. So when whenever you see one of these radical attacks, like the one in Orlando, they're, they've always had contact with the FBI, the father of the guy in Orlando, there are pictures of him, really bizarre stuff at the State Department. I mean, really strange things. So for me, it's the policy. The problem isn't that we don't understand the problem. The problem is that there are elements who contribute to it for what I was saying before, which is to get us to give up on our 
uh, on our rights. And what they need is the right to call out for that because the right, and I'm talking about the voters on the right, the individualists, have always been the staunchest defenders of the Bill of Rights. So they're the ones who I think are being targeted with the fear tactics of, look, this is out of control. We followed the laws. I have a clip. I'll see if I can find it for you. Of the West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin saying due process is our problem. What we need is if you're suspicious of somebody, if we're suspicious, we put you on a list for five years and we watch your behavior. And if you're good, we can take you off the list. He said, but if you're going to insist on due process, we're never going to we're never going to get past this. There was an article. There was an article in the journal this week that I, I wrote the quote down. It said, um, Ultimately, it's a democracy, and that's our ultimate vulnerability. This is Eugene O'Donnell, a professor of law and police studies at John Jay College in New York. It's a democracy, and that's our ultimate vulnerability. That's what they want us to understand, that you can't protect us by uh, under the current <laughs> Bill of Rights, and that we probably need to address that. But even more so, he also says you can't harden every target. Same guy says that. So what they want us to think is, you have to root terrorism out at its base, which is Syria, Iraq, Libya. But that's not what they're actually doing. There's a, a famous quote from a defense intelligence agency um, document that says that there is the this is a defense intelligence document that says the West, Gulf countries, and Turkey, which support the Syrian opposition uh, in in favor of them. There is the possibility of establishing a declared or undeclared Salafist principality in, in eastern Syria, and that is exactly what the supporting powers listed want in order to isolate the Syrian regime. So it's it's a tail-wagging-the-dog situation where the, the powers that be, the geopolitical manipulators, want control of these countries. That's why they take out secular Arab leaders. That's why they leave in Saudi Arabia, who is obviously implicated in 9-11 and is the most radical Islamic uh, government out there. So we can't, we can't fix it through, we can't, they are creating the problem so that we abandon our rights, so that we abandon our principles of not intervening in sovereign countries. It's, this is very, very serious business and they're not, solving the problems because they are creating the problems in order to uh, create the solution that serves their ultimate purpose. And their ultimate purpose is a more highly controlled society and what Zbigniew Brzezinski called the gradual convergence of East and West, in other words, a world government. So I think that focusing on all these, these serious events right now is fine, but think about what the real causes are and what the real dangers are here and why this stuff is being played 24-7 on the national news. It's not because they think that's what you want. They're not honestly trying to give you the facts and, and genuine analysis. They there's uh, I can give you numerous examples of their lies that they use to promote their policy, their agenda. So that's what I think it's all about. But I've got lots of calls. 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK Alex Howard, Bob, hang on. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB 
91 is the high today, 71 low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Opening up the lines to anything you want to talk about. It's just been a crazy news week. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Going to Alex in Atlanta. Hi, Alex. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? So my question is, do you think the Bernie Sanders endorsement of Hillary will have any major effect on the polls? Uh, I... I'm always, I'm always like three steps ahead of all the back and forth because in my mind, the fix is in. I just have seen this whole thing as what they call a psychological operation from the beginning on both sides of the aisle. And I'll tell you why. On the, on the one hand with Trump, as soon as he said that thing like a year ago, uh, the controversial statement about many of the illegal immigrants or criminals or rapists or whatever he said, not trying to quote him directly, right after that, there was this right after that, the Kate Steinle murder in San Francisco. And I investigated that, took like two seconds to investigate it. And it was obviously not the way the media was portraying it, the government was portraying it. The guy had said that he had like been given a drug and found the gun wrapped in a t-shirt something crazy and i and i was like okay this is obviously a psyop why would the media support uh trump and the government support trump if if this wasn't a plan basically and that case looks like it might be dismissed because it completely wasn't what they said at the same time david axelrod said that or before that axelrod said of hillary her problem in 2008 was that she was the heir apparent and people don't like feeling like they don't have a choice. So she needs to make people think that they are actually choosing her. And that's when Bernie Sanders made the scene. So for me, the whole thing has been a setup from the beginning. He was never going to really, he might actually have, have beaten her in all the, in all the polling. But there, there's evidence that, it, that exit polls have shown that there was a ton of election fraud. So yeah, the, the reason know, why I asked, I actually have an Instagram page called Trump will dot win and a lot of people who used to support bernie have been following my page which i was a little bit surprised by i wasn't sure if that was an indicator that there might be more bernie supporters going to trump what do you think they like about trump that you know what do you think the connection is I'm not the overlap relate to the fact that he's not a politician you know he says what he thinks and he's not going to be putting money into the pockets of the corrupt government he's going to be doing what's best for the people and he's not going to be selfish about it like Hillary Clinton definitely would and has been. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like the Bernie supporters were hardcore socialists. You don't think so? Just like I Annette, definitely and- think so. I think a lot of them don't really know exactly what they want. And I don't think, I think some of them will go to Jill Stein. However, I think that Trump is a little bit more, he's less of a politician than Jill is in certain ways. So I think that may be appealing to them. But I, I was actually kind of surprised that Trump that will dot win was getting so many followers that were Bernie supporters, because I kind of agree with you. I, I don't understand why they would like Trump. And why do you think that the libertarian Gary Johnson is peeling off any of those? Because that's another weird thing. They say that Gary Johnson, this is really what they're reporting in the Wall Street Journal, like every time they report it, is that Hillary Clinton is losing more voters to Gary Johnson than Donald Trump is. That just defies belief. I don't believe it. Do you? 
I know that's so hard to understand. And maybe, you know, Hillary Clinton has a lot of scandals. You know, the last time a president had a major scandal, he completely went down in history books as, as like a major scandal. So I think people are starting to see that in Hillary and they're starting to be scared of that and just try to turn to somebody else. I don't know. I, I agree with a lot of Gary Johnson's points. I think Trump will probably win, but I think the Libertarian Party is definitely picking up steam. Uh, I don't, thank you for the call. I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, even William Weld, the surprise weird VP for the Libertarian Party, is a good friend of Hillary Clinton. Like, the whole thing is weird to me. Uh, I'm going to Howard in Atlanta. Hi, Howard. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How you How you doing? Good. How are you doing? You always give me way too much to think about. I'll make Sorry. No, <laughs> my mind's okay. on fire this week. Huh? Uh, my mind is on fire this week from all the news. It's crazy. Oh, I can, I can say it. But in, anyway, I, I'll just say it quickly. Uh, Theresa May, new prime minister, she has shut down the global warming department in the government over there. First item. Second item, and I know you say comments sometimes to get a rise out of us or whatever. No, I never do that. Never, yeah, ever, I ever. I, anyway, I actually anyway, hold back on most, purpose because I don't want to scare thing people. About, about the, the election coming up. Don't underestimate hillbillies, rednecks, blacks who are changing their mind, union workers. Don't underestimate that group of people in this upcoming election. Anyway, enjoy the show. See you. Uh, okay, thank you. I think that what you're saying is that Trump will... Uh, win because of that. And here's what I'm saying. I think that Bernie Sanders was a setup. But even so, even though Bernie Sanders was a setup, a shill in the tank for Hillary, I think it's quite possible that he really did get an overwhelming number of votes and that uh, that you just don't get real election results anymore. I did... A lot of work on election fraud. I actually got a tweet to please talk about election fraud. You can go to my website, monicaprezzo.com, to see more about it. But now that we have electronic voting, and if you're not watching the vote, if you can't keep your eyes on your own vote, like on a piece of paper, in a shoebox, watch your neighbor count it, walk it down to City Hall, if you're not watching that vote, you have no idea. And uh, there's a thing, I think it's Richard Shernan's blog, who looks at exit polls and supposed uh, voting results and finds that statistically this stuff is impossible. There has to be fraud going on. And there has been there have been plenty of cases, proven cases of fraud uh, on the vote and uh, especially presidential votes. So. Uh, you know, I just think that um, you can't count on it. There was I got another <laughs> Uh, tweet from Jehu saying, I truly believe Sanders would be president if he had run as an independent, provided he wasn't assassinated. So that's even more down the rabbit hole. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I am going to talk about the coup in Turkey with Bob. After the break, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.